To get started, my first topic is a little bit of a more somber one. You might have seen on your social media or in the news recently about the death of a man named David Stern. He was the fourth NBA commissioner and he made a massive impact on the NBA. So I just wanted to bring to you all a few facts, a little bit about his life and what a massive impact he made on the way that the game is played today and the way that the game is seen today. So to start, um, David Stern was a lawyer and businessman. He got started in the NBA first as outside counsel and then as inside counsel. Eventually, he became the commissioner and was credited for a ton of accomplishments. He enacted drug testing and salary caps. He drove focus to players instead of teams, and that led to partnerships between the players and companies like Nike, Reebok, etc. And that gave the league a lot more national attention. He cultivated even more global viewership by giving game viewing rights to certain countries for a low cost. He even shipped VHS tapes to China's state-run government and allowed players to participate in the Olympics. He stood by Magic Johnson when he announced he was HIV positive and helped Magic spread awareness and factual info about the virus. He also expanded the league into Canada with teams like the Raptors and scheduled games outside of North America. He oversaw the launch of the WNBA as well as digital assets such as the NBA.com. And he also helped build up NBA Cares, which is an outreach initiative. Uh, recognizing programs that serve the youth and focused on education, family development, health, and wellness. So as you can tell, he was an incredible guy who did a lot for the NBA and really made the NBA what it is today. Over the last few days, I've been reading a lot more about him and reading players' tributes to him, watching short clips. And what I really remember about David Stern or what popped up from my sports experience in my head was his time at the NBA draft. So he kind of was the guy who would run it. He would kind of do the opening remarks, the closing remarks, things like that. And what I remember about that time was that everybody in the crowd would boo him every time he was at the stage, on the stage speaking. And so I kind of was like trying to find in my reading, like, okay, why are people doing this? Why are they booing him? So I'm searching things like, things David Stern did bad, why people don't like David Stern. And, you know, as somebody who did a lot of decision making, obviously people disagree with things. Not everybody's going to agree with every decision that you make, whether you're, you know, a person walking down the street or somebody running a massive organization. Um, so I didn't really feel like that was quite it. And I was just struggling to figure it out. Like, why, why is this happening? Until I stumbled upon a Reddit post. Yes, Reddit saves the day again. And what I found was just, it's basically tradition. Everybody just boos the commissioner at the draft whether it's NBA, NFL, etc., 
because it's tradition. But um, what I also learned was that he handled it well. He handled it with jest and, um, and that, you know, he was just a stand-up guy. And so I wanted to get started telling everybody a little bit about that, um, commending his achievements and just having a quick moment of silence before we move on to our next topic. Okay, so last week, um, we talked a lot about the NFL, and I just wanted to follow up on some of our topics from that week. Um, we had our first week of playoffs, the wild card round. So in this round, every game that was played had a wild card team in it. There was four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. The first game yesterday was the Texans versus the Bills. In this game... The Bills were the wild card team. They were up 16 and 0 in the second half. However, the Texans were able to come back in the end. There were a few trick plays. Um, they came back in overtime. And so that was a really fun game to watch. The second game was. So the Titans versus the Patriots. This was a massive upset. The Titans beat the Patriots. And as we know, the Patriots are a powerhouse in football. Tom Brady is commonly known as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And if you listen to my episode last week, he has the worst diet of all time or what I consider to be the worst diet. But if you want to know more about that, listen to last week's episode. Patriots have six Super Bowl wins, tied for the best record ever. They're the Super Bowl defending championships, and they played at home. So they really had everything going for them, yet they couldn't really hold on. They were in a super tough spot with nine seconds left in the end zone, basically a massive way away from scoring. And Tom Brady got the ball. He threw it. Interception. The Titans intercepted it. They ran it into the end zone for a touchdown. And that basically ended the game. The final score was 20 to 13. Now, the Patriots have won 20 of the last 24 playoff appearances. And that makes it statistically just a really good chance for them to win. Yet they really couldn't pull it out. Tom Brady and coach Bill Belichick hold records together on a ton of different playoff stats, including consecutive wins, appearances. I think here, really, what's interesting is that Brady's future with the Patriots is a little unsure. He has hinted in the past that he's ready to retire, but at the end of the game, he told a reporter that he wants to continue playing into the future. He, however, has put his custom-built Boston house on the market and bought a house in Connecticut. So if you ask me, I think he's going to play one more season and then maybe move on. I think he might try to, you know, regain his his position as being the king of football, maybe get another ring if he can. But he has a super hot, super model wife at home, a massive house, three kids. I mean, I think he's going to do just fine in retirement. And to me, just, I mean, you know, I know Tom Brady quite well personally, but when <laughs> I look at his face, I just think that he looks tired. Like he's just ready to, to relax and, you know, live up retirement, take a couple of naps, maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens next year. 
because this year we're moving on to the rest of the playoffs. Then on Sunday, the Vikings played the Saints. So this was a super fun game to watch. The Vikings were the wild card team, aka the underdog team. And that's who I always like to cheer for because I just think it's fun to cheer for the underdog. If I don't have a big stake in either team, I just want the person who you think is going to lose to win. That just seems fun to me. So in this game, that was the Vikings. Um, there was another really big upset. Um, the game basically ended with a fumble. So when there was about four minutes left in the game, the Saints fumbled the ball. If they had been able to continue their drive to the end zone, I think they would have probably won the game. But because they fumbled, the Vikings got to have another chance at a touchdown. They didn't get one. The Saints got into a position where they could kick a field goal and they made it and that took the game into overtime. So NFL overtime rules is such that they flip a coin, the refs flip a coin to determine who's going to have the ball first. So this is just like what happens at the beginning of the game. And whoever gets the ball first gets a chance to score points, either a field goal or field goal or a touchdown. Whoever gets the first touchdown wins the game. It's sudden death. And so I think whoever wins the coin toss then has the best chance. They get the ball first, so they get the first opportunity to get the touchdown. I think they're just in a better position. In this instance, Vikings won the coin toss. And so they were able to win the game on that first drive. They got a touchdown. And I think this is attributed to Kirk Cousins, who is the Vikings quarterbacks, had two great throws. One throw got the ball into a position that was much closer to the end zone. So he gained a lot of yardage on this throw. The second great throw that he that he tossed was into the end zone for the touchdown. Now there was a little bit of controversy at the end about should there have been a penalty in the end, the Vikings won and Kirk cousins, again, the quarterback finished off the game with a nice rousing. You like that, which has become his new catchphrase. Well, not new. He said it now a few times, both while he was in the Washington Redskins and now that he's on the on the Vikings. And, you know, I'm trying to find some ways that I could maybe work this into my own day-to-day life. Um, So far, all I've come up with is maybe like when I'm at the grocery store and I've hit my budget for my grocery bill and I can just maybe yell at the cashier, you like that? It feels right for me. So let me know if you think I should, you know, include that in my day-to-day life. Maybe I'll maybe I'll work it in on a smaller scale, not in public first. We'll see. Okay, so then the last game um today was or Sunday. Today is Sunday for me, just so you know. Um was the Seahawks versus the Eagles. The Eagles were the wild card there and um, the Seahawks ended up winning 17 to nine. So it wasn't a super close game. The Eagles quarterback actually suffered a head injury during the game and had to be taken off of the field and was out for the remainder of the game. And I think that really obviously highly impacted their play, but I do think that the Seahawks did play a really good game. Their defense was incredible and 
Um, overall, they, you know, they won, which makes them the better team. So next weekend, we'll have four additional teams enter the playoffs. They'll play the winners from this weekend. And we'll have two more games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. And um, I'm just excited to see what happens because, wow, this has already turned out to be a really, really interesting start to the playoffs. And I think, you know, there's only more excitement to come. So the last thing I wanted to bring up was about the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I'm not a huge NHL fan. I'm trying to get more into it, but it's definitely not the bulk of my sports knowledge. But I do happen to follow a few teams on Instagram, and I saw the cutest video a few minutes ago about uh, the Red Wings and the fact that it's mom's weekend. And in between periods, they actually brought three of the moms into the locker room to give a little pep talk and to announce the starting lineup. I just thought it was so cute and so sweet that the players let the moms kind of be part of the team a little bit. Um, I don't know if I were the mom of a professional sports player, I think it would be kind of fun to be a little involved. And so I just wanted to give a, a little mention about that. And if you want to watch this super cute video, head to at Detroit Red Wings and take a watch. Hopefully you like it as much as I do. So thank you everybody for tuning in. That's all I have for you today. Again, if there's anything that you're interested in hearing about that I haven't touched on, or if you're dying to know some sort of fact that you're just too embarrassed to ask your friend or partner or work comrade, let me know. I'm always happy to help and try to find an answer. So please find me on Instagram at Danielle Nida and I will see you next time. Cheers.